When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, so Rachel, the finale of season two of Yellow Jackets has aired. We've both watched it. Should we get into spoilers? I think that we have no choice but to get into spoilers. Let's lean into it. Okay. Okay. So in the last couple episodes, give give me a rundown. What happens in the last couple episodes of season two of Yellow Jackets? Well, we're still in our dueling timelines of the teenagers in the wilderness and the older adults, the survivors in their like lives. But the survivors in the adult timeline have they've all convened at um, the like commune of like Lottie's, Lottie's purple like purple rich. people yeah. <laughs> commune, which they never really answer. Or talk about what the purpose of the purple people commune. I mean, it's all a lot of like woo woo. Yeah. Like uh, connect with yourself, mumbo jumbo. But anyway, I'm only saying that because I really didn't love that whole arc because I felt so, like it didn't right. give people a lot to do. But I would focus this conversation on the teenagers in the wilderness and yes. what they do to assuage their starvation. Yes. So at the end of episode eight, the teenagers draw cards. Whichever one of them gets the queen of hearts has to like run for her life, essentially. And um, and we are this is all kind of ex- setting our expectations up for Lottie becoming the antler queen, which is something that I think I said in our main the main part of the episode is like, I, I think that, you know, everyone is is assuming that it's her. Natalie draws the. The, the card she runs javi tries to help her and falls through the ice and winds up dying the wilderness chose the wilderness chose and so oh, they yeah you know everyone has arrived at a point where except for coach ben where they feel that um they cannot get away from eating somebody someone's and, going to have to get eaten and i think that lottie who's mm-hmm. been Beaten almost to death by Shauna. That's how how episode whatever five or six Mm -hmm. ends, right? Is that Lottie is beaten within an inch of her life. And Lottie, assuming that she's going to die, tells Misty not to waste her body if she dies, which is looking like she probably will. Misty takes that to mean that Lottie can't die because Mm -hmm. all of the girls have essentially turned Lottie into a talisman via her um, mental 
health like or, la- or lack thereof <laughs> Jeez, so yeah. she is a i think i think schizophrenic is what mm-hmm. they i'm not yet yeah, is that actually she's said on, she's on antipsychotics from the beginning yes. of the episode, and from she the beginning of the series. and she runs out of her antipsychotics and then basically like communes with nature but also might be seeing things because she is mentally ill and the other gr- other girls but like they are in such a hunger days that they uh basically just turn to Lottie for leadership. Right. And Misty decides that well, someone is going to get eaten because if someone gets eaten, then Lottie will survive. Right. Because we need Lottie to survive, and that's that is how they do this like card draw of death. So the interesting thing about this is something that that we talked about a little bit with our interview when when we read the interview with the the executive producers, where like the the ethics or the morals of the of this is like that should be relatively clear, right? They like they don't actually want to kill anybody, so they are allowing random chance to pick the person and then when that doesn't exactly work they're allowing the woods right they they are they are uh eschewing the choice to like whatever else whatever random act Mm -hmm. could possibly be so that they don't have to come to terms with the fact that they are choosing to eat yeah they're they're rationalizing this action as only people who have been pushed to the very brink of existence could rationalize it and uh initially natalie is running for her life and given a head start by uh travis who is who is in love with her and like they have a whole connection but when um javi who has not spoken about where he's been for most of season two because he gets lost at some point right we see that um, he's been. They don't really explain how There's he like has survived. Underwater, under he's found some kind of bunker yeah. in a tree, <laughs> which is unaffected by the um, the, the, the cold, cold and the weather. And assuming, presumably, Javi is going to lead Natalie to safety to this underground tree bunker. Until. But before he can do that, he falls through the ice. And Natalie almost tries to save him, but then the rest of the girls catch up and they're like, no, 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 the, the wilderness chose, you can't, don't, because don't, someone has to die. Yes. And that ends up being Javi. And then, so, so now we can talk about the finale and the musical moments in the finale, of which there are many. So we open the, the, last, se- the last episode of season two with Zombie. By the cranberries. By the cranberries, which is a as they're as they're returning with Javi's, you know, with the with their fresh kill. Um Coach Ben is is not super happy with this and he wants um Natalie to come live with him in like the underground bunker tree, tree, tree bunker. bunker. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the present day, everyone convenes on Lottie's com compound commune, including the remaining six survivors, um Jeff the two cops and also Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood's back, which is great. And there's this like weird kind of um rules of the game comedy of errors where Elijah Wood's like killing people. And uh Lottie decides that the whatever they brought back with them, whatever spirit they brought back with them from the forest still needs to be satiated. And so they're gonna do another hunt. And mm-hmm. so okay. 
Okay. Extra super duper spoilers. <laughs> one of my two of my favorite things happen in this hunt. Okay. Thing one is Shauna draws the the bad card and she's gonna be hunted. And she says, You know that we didn't bring anything back. The thing that we brought back was ourselves. And yeah. Lottie says, What is the difference? Right. Which I think is the exact right way for the show to play this like supernatural thing. Is like it does not matter. Yeah. The evil th- is yeah. inside of it. I think that there's a tension even with the audience of this show mm-hmm. the that expects there to be answers for all the the weird stuff that like I'll use the uh, the dripping that one of the characters hears um and you could explain that away with hunger or it could be something supernatural right there I mean everything that happens to these pe- these women and girls in both timelines could be explained away via uh trauma or supernatural and I think that 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 viewers really uh yearn for answers but I, I think that it, it's looking like it and I I think the show is, is meant to run like over the course of five seasons and makes sense that's like usually the kind of the, the yeah goal. I read I read that somewhere that was the goal but um that that may never didn't we talk about this earlier in part one of this episode where that may just never happen we may never like the, the point isn't to right. to say whether it's their minds or whether it's supernatural forces and yeah, the an- the answer is in the ambiguity you decide yeah they said yeah. That they're gonna answer whatever they can and some things are unknowable the other thing that that happened that i'm very thankful for is that uh in trying to protect her mother callie shoots lottie one of lottie's followers holds a gun on all of them and in trying to defend her friends misty accidentally kills natalie adult juliette lewis who mm-hmm. i mentioned is my least favorite actor on the show <laughs> can i ask you a question real quick i yelled finally <laughs> um okay so the i've seen multiple reactions about this mm-hmm. this death uh, on one hand I've seen a lot of anger and um, just like, how could you? And we love Juliette Lewis and Juliette Lewis is over. And and I am kind of in the middle. So yeah. I, I'm going to be agnostic on that. But um, I did notice that like Missy just keeps killing her best friend. So this is the thing. Right? And she and- runs up to Walter, a.k.a. Elijah Wood, and was like, I killed, I killed my, my best, best friend. friend and I'm like which one so uh, this is and this is the this is the the reveal of the true villain of the show which I think that they did uh really nicely and relatively subtly as Natalie's dying which is that Misty is is the villain Misty is the antler queen Misty is the one that they will eventually have to take down um, mm-hmm. because she's the one, if going all the way back to season one, that destroyed the black box. She's the one that when Lottie says, I didn't mean for you to kill Javi and eat him. Like, this is not what I expected. I'm not your leader. She's like, well, we fucking did. So get used to it. And Lottie, adult Lottie, is put into an ambulance and is shot and kind of portrayed as this really sad, broken woman, broken a second time by her interactions with Misty. Mm-hmm. Misty's the villain. 
beautifully <laughs> put together. See, I didn't think about any of that, but it makes so much sense. And um, I look forward to seeing how they explore that in the next, like, Misty's arc, because I was like, wow, she, like, there really is a pot or a, a, a like, a pot cover for every yeah or cover for every pot with her right. and walter presumably like you know, that's, she's just so, because she's yeah. she's she's the baddie and the reason that we should talk about natalie's death other than it's the true mm. villain reveal is because we have our last needle drop of the of the season and it calls back to our needle drop of the day which yeah. is another radiohead song and this Radiohead song, Street Spirits Fade Out, comes from a different al- Radiohead album. My favorite Radiohead album, The Benz, from 1990. My favorite Radiohead album as well. Is it? Yes. I didn't know this about you. Oh, That's- yeah. Killer well, Cars is my favorite Radiohead song. Um, Just as my favorite Radiohead just as, song. Just as so good. The a video banger. for Just is so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, this has just endeared me to you so much more. As if I mean, I didn't need to be endeared. Very, yeah, but but this is so great. No, because I usually have to defend no this choice as uh, the Ben's. The, the Ben's I, I, OK Computer. Yeah, I rem- yeah. Uh, people always say it's like Kid A or uh, OK Computer, and and while both of those are great albums, I love the Ben's the most because I love guitar driven. Britpop. Britpop. Yes. 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 I just, yep, I'm unapologetic. And uh, I remember when I worked at Spin Magazine back in like 2015, we actually, I could probably find the article, like it still lives online. All of us, like all the staff basically like wrote blurbs defending, like this is why this is the best Radiohead album, and I just did like a whole screed on the Benz. I love the Benz. love the Benz. Yeah. So love that. And the previous needle drop, the previous Radiohead needle drop that we were talking about is on OK Computer. So I love that they come from two different albums, but mm-hmm. I-, I do love the, some Benz representation. Yeah, and and they and Radiohead's music is so cinematic in general. We talked a little bit about exit music from a film, which is I, I would also say is like one of my favorite Radiohead songs. And um and just a perfect little callback to the first Yellow Jacket death sacrifice, let's say, Jackie, and then the last, presumably, Natalie. True. Would you say though that the first Yellow Jacket's death is the Pit Girl death though? Well, so the Pit Girl is technically still I alive. Mean- yeah. She's the one that hears the dripping, presumably. That's what we think. Yeah. That's what we think. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about the the eating of Jackie being a payoff to everything that happens in the first season. And now this scene, which I don't particularly think is very well shot, but like there's some weird things in the scene that they like did some post-conversion slow motion, which makes it look kind of jittery. And it seems like they just kind of I don't know for why exactly, but it seems like they were kind of rushing through the sh- the the shooting of that scene. Um, and I have no real understanding of why, other than like maybe the writer strike. But it feels like they would have wrapped be- way before then. Yeah, I don't think it's related to the writer strike only because of timeline, yeah. like in in the real world. But um, 
I'm going to have to work. It's like going to take me a while to work through why I didn't love uh, season two quite the same way I loved season one. But I think I this has something. This has something to do with it, like just the way that um, the crescendo, like 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 the. The, the chase with the adult women and how that ends up. I do, I do like the idea that there's like a final destination mm-hmm. thing being unfulfilled where like Natalie was a death ode and, and Lottie and, and, is a victim, not, not a leader, which I thought was a good kind of red herring of the season, but the, yes. the execution of it, I agree with you. The execution of it was just like, not quite as strong as the stuff in the first season. Yeah, there's a desperation that's not there the same way that like cuz the the first chase in the previous timeline there's a clear desperation mm-hmm. whether it's with the the weather and the way they all look so like dirty and grown out and like their clothes are in tatters. Obviously it won't be the same, it can't look the same um in the second like present day timeline but like what are the stakes exactly that like i agree with you yeah. what are the stakes yeah yeah, yeah. no one's um, going to starve it's the only real stakes i can think of off the top of my head are that shauna if kevin hadn't <laughs> been killed via a cup of hot chocolate hell yeah brother then um shauna would might have likely gone to prison or at least been arrested and if your favorite part of the season was the like commune, like rich people acting badly, uh, <laughs> check out the Jean Renoir movie, The Rules of the Game, which is basically that with a quail hunt. So one really interesting needle drop in the finale is uh, Echo and the Bunnymen's The Killing Moon, which I know from Tiny Darko. That was my first introduction to it. Um, Me as well. And it's played twice. Once as a cover by Nouvelle Vague. Yeah. Like like a, an older cover too. I, I didn't realize this was I thought it was a cover like for the show. Same. Um but no, it's Nouvelle Vague are a French band that do mostly new wave covers and this this particular cover is from 2006. And so they probably also were inspired by Danny Darko. Is my guess. Um and yeah. then the original version at the end when last spoiler I promise Coach Ben has had just about enough of this shit and tries to burn the Yellow Jackets alive in their cabin after Natalie. So the, so both of them have to do with Natalie, right? The first one happens when Natalie is uh, anointed the new leader. Lottie steps down and Natalie is now the, the, new, the one that has been chosen to lead the Yellow Jackets. So maybe yeah. she's the... She's between. the, quote, worst one, which she right. says to when Coach Ben is trying to convince natalie to just come live with him in the in in the tree right because she's the worst one because she didn't try to save javi or she tried to and then stopped Mm -hmm. um and then uh once again when coach ben lights the lights the thing on fire um it's because natalie has rejected him and he has lost the like only ally he felt like he had or whatever it is and we get we get the killing moon again as uh the one the 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 shelter, the only shelter that the Yellow Jackets had, yeah. is now crumbling to the it's ground. Pretty, pretty devastating to watch yeah. the Yellow Jackets, like their only shelter from the winter and the weather, like completely decimated, burned to the ground. This is like 
all they have. I mean, are they going to go back and try to live in the plane? Are they potentially? Or I, my theory is that they're going to kill and eat Ben. For, yeah. First fucking order of business. Yeah. And then they're yeah. going to find Javi's hiding place and live there. Mm-hmm. And then, and then all hell's going to break loose. Um, with this underground, whatever series of tunnels, but this, I'm, this is just a guess. So check back in a year, uh, <laughs> for how wrong I am. Yeah. I think we'll be talking about this again in 2025. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of painful, but it's a great, Oof. it's a great needle drop. The the killing moon. Yeah, it's a, it's a song that's all about like fate versus, um, like personal choice, choice. Yeah. and um, which is the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is is there a thing guiding our actions, or are we just going nuts? Yeah, and that that's kind of gets at the heart of the episode. There, there was a, I want to shout out real quick. I was listening to, uh, the Ringers recap of Mm -hmm. the last episode and they got into like a really deep conversation about liminal spaces which is which is like as english majory as you can get and um do you know what a liminal space is is that like the place between the the conscious and the subconscious close it's it's basically just a catch-all for the space in between ah I, well, then, if if we're it talking could, about liminal spaces, we've got to talk about this like secret cave of wonders that Ben mm-hmm. finds. And they they were that's definitely one um, because I'd like to see what else lies within that secret wonder tree cave. Um, but th- they were in this context. The Ringer guys were are women. We're talking about um, how the ritual of like Natalie's picking like the the card ritual mm. and like anointing her and like putting the putting the heart necklace on her like how rituals can be liminal spaces and um I don't want to steal the ringer's thunder and like recap that whole thing cuz on well honestly steal. they really got into it they they yeah. they got super academic and I, I was so here for it um they like were reading quotes all about liminal spaces but um it's it's probably best to go and and check that out too. Like if you really want to dig into Yellow Jackets, if you have Yellow Jackets fever and want to like just expand, go go all out and and then have your an English major itch scratched. <laughs> I recommend. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I, I agree. And I think I think the the anointing and all of those rituals, all those superstitions that they have have created are like those abdications of responsibility so that they can pretend like they're not they're not making the choices than it is fate. And nothing's more dangerous than someone making choices and then retroactively saying, Well, fate led me to this point. I um just wanna read real quick. I'm going to define liminal space. Hell yeah. Okay. Liminal is from the Latin word limen, which means threshold. A liminal space is the time between what was and next. It is a place of transition, a time of waiting, and not knowing the future. Richard Rohr describes the space as where we are betwixt and between the familiar and the completely unknown. There alone is our old world left behind where we are not yet sure of the new existence. 
that's a good space where genuine newness can begin. Well, it seems like Yellow Jackets has left us in a liminal space for at least another year yeah. while they uh, write and film season three. And I look forward to seeing what they come up with that will like haunt my mm-hmm. nightmares. <laughs> WGA strong. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.